Suffering is part of the human experience. There was a time where I did not believe that. I believed that only I suffered, at least to the degree that I suffered. I was so intense, and my body experienced emotions so intensely that I truly believed that I suffered far more than others, and that no one could understand this kind of pain, especially my romantic partner, my family, and my friends. How could they know what it's like to have emotions that go from zero to 60? How could they know what it is like to be so deeply saddened and broken that you want to cut yourself or starve yourself or wrap your car around the tree? They don't look that sad or distressed, and they definitely don't show it the way I do. How could they suffer so graciously? I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. So today, I'm going to talk about grace through suffering. So how could they have suffered so graciously? Without much depth and cognitive empathy, due to the frontal lobe deficits that surely accompanied an overactive emotion center in my brain, and without a personal relationship with God, I believed they just didn't suffer. No one would ever understand me. I was alone. I was lost. I was broken, and I sure as heck couldn't be like normal people, so that made me not good enough. I constantly sought validation and pleasure, living a chaotic life, believing the lie, the false emotional narrative that I was a failure at life and that I was forgotten by everyone, including God. Yes, you heard me correctly. That was a false emotional narrative for me, and it is a false emotional narrative for you too. Whether you believe me or not, you will come to find this to be true if you shed your own pride and walk this rocky recovery road. Back then, there was no way you could have convinced me that there was a God anyway. I was convinced that I would never be like normal people and that life equaled suffering. I am certain that many of you out there will feel validated by this, that you will feel it deeply, and you may, like I am right now, be a little tearful. Keep listening, please. You will be okay. I promise that no matter how deeply this feels true to you, it is not true. I have come to understand now that this is not true. All people experience suffering as, like I said before, it's part of being human. Emotional suffering, like physical suffering, is a subjective experience. Let me take a moment now to define suffering and subjective because I want us all to share in the same experience of truth today. Suffering, by definition, means any of the following. To undergo or feel pain or distress. To sustain injury, disadvantage, or loss. To undergo a penalty as of death. To endure pain, disability, death, and to endure it patiently or willingly. Now, subjective by definition means existing in the mind, belonging to the thinking subject rather than to the object of thought, 
subjective as opposed to objective, also pertaining to or characteristic of an individual. So subjective is something that is true for you while in, and it's influenced by your own biases and opinions, but something that's objective is not influenced by personal feelings, interpretation, or prejudice. It's important. So suffering, regardless of how intense we feel emotions, is an experience that is painful, that requires endurance, and that is unique to every individual. Someone who does not have a hyperbolic personality experiences suffering in the same way that I do. And I am not qualified nor righteous in judging their suffering as less than my own. Now, many of you have said that you have a difficult time understanding where I am coming from in these later podcast episodes and that you can relate more to me when I first began this journey. So I wanted to end this year during the holiday and Christmas season talking about why this may be the case. There is a simple answer that is actually also quite complicated, and that is grace. Grace comes from the Latin word gratia. It means favor or kindness, courteous goodwill. And in the context of my own personal worldview as a Christian, grace comes from God and is generous, free, totally unexpected, and undeserved. My old view of suffering came from a place of being and feeling totally alone in the physical world and in the spiritual sense. I would suffer and then beat myself up for suffering. I was unkind to others who tried to help me and to myself. Perhaps you have seen the popular gif, quote, give yourself grace, end quote. Well, perhaps you have also questioned what on earth that could possibly mean when you are in a valley of suffering hating yourself. Give myself grace, what? Well, giving yourself grace means giving yourself generous, free, totally unexpected, and totally undeserved, courteous, goodwill, and kindness. Let me pause a moment there. I'm going to tell a personal story or two to give context to this concept that can be a difficult one to wrap the mind around. I will give a relational example and a fitness example, as I find fitness examples to be pretty concrete. I'm going to start with the fitness example. So recently, Jay received some pretty awesome fitness equipment for his personal training side of the business, and we have been blessed with the ability to work out again in a different way. It's called a squat rack, I believe, so we've been doing some CrossFit-style workouts. When I first began dating Jay, I did CrossFit, as it seemed to be the most intense workout I could do back then that would catch me up to speed as a personal trainer's girlfriend who really had no relationship with fitness other than walking at four miles per hour on a treadmill at a box gym and ending up at Chili's afterwards. Haha, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Now, to be fair to myself, I did play roller hockey and was fit towards the end of middle school, but I was no athlete. So my memories of CrossFit were not very good, to say the least. If you have been following this podcast, you know that Jay and I broke up several times in the beginning and that the building of this relationship was hard work, so CrossFit has many negative associations attached to it for that reason. And not to mention the fact that my moral compass was new and that I struggled with integrity. When they say do 12 reps, don't they really mean to do 8? I wish I was kidding. I can't even believe I'm saying that, but it's true. 
I pushed myself to complete the reps and eventually did so, but not with grace, with more self-punishment and being an overall Debbie Downer complainer. I came to learn grace over the years. And I saw that as we began these workouts just two weeks ago. We have been watching Rich Froning. He's the fittest man on earth. You guys can look him up if you're curious and check him out. He's pretty awesome in terms of strength and fortitude. He also had to learn what grace was in his journey, so he's relatable to Jay and I for that reason. Anyway, we have been doing his workouts as well as the workouts on the CrossFit.com website. They call them WADs or workouts of the day. Now, in the past, if you would have asked me to do a burpee over a bar for 20 reps and jumping pull-ups and run and do all that in the fastest time possible, I may have had an outright tantrum, either internally at the physical CrossFit gym or externally mid-workout with Jay. By this time, I but this time, I didn't do any of that. Excuse me. I was surprised that I had no emotional reaction to the workout, to the burpees, to the reps. I just performed the work. I wasn't the strongest out of my son and my husband by any means, but it no longer mattered. The work was very hard. Ew. Don't get me wrong. I'm not as fit as I was when I did CrossFit in the past. I sit down a lot. And I am now almost 40 years old. Dang. Not yet, though. Not yet. (laughs) So I struggled. And I would even say suffered through the workout. I didn't hate on myself, though. I didn't stop. I didn't cry or attack anyone. I didn't skip my reps. I felt every inch of the extra weight I carried. I carry and I didn't pinch myself like the old eating disorder person in me would do. I just worked out. Insane, isn't it? It really is if you know what it is like to be intense and hyperbolic. How did I do it? I gave myself generous, free, totally unexpected, and totally undeserved courteous goodwill and kindness. Grace. I gave myself grace. Why undeserved, you might say? My brain tends to latch onto details of words if I'm not careful. So if you are listening and yours does that, let me take a moment to help you understand what I mean. The workout is hard because I am not fit by choice. The workout is hard because I am choosing to do it. My choices come with consequence, so grace is undeserved in that sense. Even in the deepest battles of BPD when I was cutting myself, there were people in my life who wanted to love me and support me, and I wouldn't let them. They were trying to show me undeserved, courteous, good will, as I was so hard to love. And in that display of goodwill and kindness, I would have come to believe that I am worthy of love like anyone else, but I rejected that grace from others and replaced it with animosity, enmity, disfavor, disrespect, and dishonor. So I learned to give myself grace through physical suffering and have come to realize this very recently. I love our new workouts because they challenge me, connect my family and strength and health, and they show me how far I've come in my ability to experience grace through suffering. The next example I will give is relational. I have a handsome, bright, and good-hearted 13-year-old son. He is a good boy with a good heart. He does struggle, and it is very difficult for me to watch him struggle because in my heart I know that I could have prevented much of that struggle If I was who I am today, 13 years ago at his conception, 
In my mind, I think I would have raised a securely attached child and I would have allowed a healthy amount of struggle for independence and I would have taught emotional stability and valued individuality over achievement and would have nurtured and, and, and I will go on and on and on if I could as I am hard on myself when it comes to him. I try my best to do all of those things now and sometimes I miss the mark because I make mistakes. For a long time, I was deeply pained by this. I hated myself for it. I would think, how could I do that to a child? And I would be covered by guilt and shame. Now, I have a long way to go when it comes to patience, and I'll address patience in the new year in another episode, as it is a tough one as a parent to master for me. But for now, I will say that when I make a mistake, I am no longer covered by guilt and shame. When I think of the first years of his life, I actually go back and look at the pictures so that I can remind myself of what was really true, as it was great overall, not really negative overall. We have so many amazing memories. Is it true that I could have been better? Absolutely. But you know what is also true? I can give myself generous, free, totally unexpected, and totally undeserved, courteous, goodwill, and kindness. I can give myself grace. Why? Because through my suffering, I realize now that I did the best I could with what I had. And even though I don't always think I deserve kindness when I lose my patience or think of mistakes I have made in the past, I still give myself that kindness because through suffering, I have experienced growth and strength. Because I know that God has a plan for my life. And if I had not suffered, I would not be who I am today, sitting here, recording this podcast, offering this hope to you. It was through my suffering that came something good. I can rest assured now that I'll suffer in the future. We all will. Though I trust that I will receive the gift of grace from God and that I will give the gift of grace that I received to the best of my ability to others so today, I call you all to reflect upon the notion of grace this holiday season. I want you all to know that each and every one of you is worthy, worthy of giving yourself and your loved ones grace. Generous, free, totally unexpected and totally undeserved, courteous, goodwill and kindness. Grace will carry you through your suffering. Grace will show you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Grace will give you hope. Grace will show you that God has a plan for your life and that you are not alone and that you are worthy of love, of life, of joy. This holiday season, the gift that trumps all others is grace through your suffering. And on that note, I will talk to you all next year. I give you all hope in your challenge to offer grace to yourselves and your loved ones. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year from all of us here at Skeeter Strength. Thanks for listening.
listening. That was From Borderline the Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD.